This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. What? What? Uh, it sounds a bit lackluster. What? What? But you know what I mean. It is Monday. The weekend was crazy as always, and now I'm back for another podcast. Uh, once again, special shout outs to everyone following. Uh, if you don't hit the subscribe button on either SoundCloud or you know, the podcast iTunes. Uh, if you want to follow me on IG, it's uh, at the real LA21. Um, and I post everything up on there as well. So, yeah, as always, subscribe because I hate trying to market podcasts. It's a biatch. Recording them are fun. So, uh, in today's society, uh, especially in Australia, uh, where I live, born and raised, uh, the last couple of years, it's become a very, not only heated topic, uh, but become something that society has to accept, uh, whether they like or not, embrace, uh, and also learn new wording. What I'll be talking about today is the LGBTQIA uh, community, and more importantly, what I was thinking is that no one's actually really sat me down and explained, like, what words I should be using in my vocabulary, how I should be addressing situations, um, how I need to alter my thought process, um, how to address it in work life social situations because there are look i've i've had one only one instance um to be frank where i met a transgender person uh and before that i'd i'd never met one before and it it got a little bit interesting because basically what happened was i was at a music event um being the typical aussie i was volunteering at this music event being a typical Aussie, I kind of walked up, saw of whom I thought was a, as, as a gentleman instead of addressing them as, as they, and sort of typically went, you know, g'day, mate, how's it going? Uh, and then when I received from they the, the scanner, uh, out of 33 years of indoctrination of being polite and showing good manners, I just said, oh, thank you, sir, like, you know. And I just remembered that uh, this individual, like, went absolutely ballistic at me. Like, how dare you call me sir, and you basically are a fucking asshole, and you're a prick, and just absolutely unleashed on me, basically trying to say that I'm a shit human being. And to be frank, like... I used to be a real fighter, and usually if someone was to confront me like that, I would be ready to, to, to punch on. And 
at the same time, I was thinking, no, A, you've got to be cooler, and B, you've, you're at an event where you want to keep partaking in this event and it's just not going to end well. But I sort of felt that personally the approach was wrong. Now, I understand in today's society among across the board, I'm, as a white male, what is considered to be, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, you have, you obviously you have white privilege in many facets of your life. So if the white male, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male, more so in America, is the, the bar of which society is deemed that's, that's the top of the order, uh, not to be disrespectful to Catholics, but, you know, basically white people in general are the top and everyone else wants uh, the not only equal rights, but equal treatment. And I think in certain instances, like with African-Americans, are definitely reparations, definitely, for past wrongs. So what I decided to do was um, when I talked to this individual, I sort of had all this stuff kind of going through my mind, and I just said, look, in all honesty, you're coming at me at such an aggressive stance, but... I didn't mean any ill will at all. Like you're 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 going nuts at me for for what? Like all I've said is thank you for um, you passing something which to me is manners. And how am I supposed to how am I supposed to tell? Like how am I supposed to know? And so from that uh, in. And particularly in Australian society, now they're talking about gender neutral birth certificates and uh, same uh, gender neutral toilets. So basically, uh, I, I, I presume, therefore, men and women can go to the same toilet. And it's causing a lot of confusion. Now, again, people can look back and say, well, you're the white dude and it's all your fault and whatever. All right, fine, we'll cop it on the chin for this. Uh, sake of this podcast but yeah so what i decided to do was look through the victorian uh government uh in terms of their workplace and in terms of their wording to get not only an official response but something which um for let's call dummies like myself that don't understand how to deal with certain situations because I mean, to give an example, when we were growing up, like, homosexuality was always such an open thing. And so for us, it was, you know, that person liked, that guy liked another guy or that girl liked another girl. And it was all pretty straightforward, you know, like it was still your your neighbours and your friends and people you grew up with and everything like that. And, you know, like you used to joke around, like instead of asking a bloke, oh, do you like a bit of punani, you would ask him, or, you know, have you found a boyfriend yet? You know, how's the clubs going? <laughs> you know, did you get lucky by any chance? And even for me, like I lived within sort of um, uh, gay uh, same-sex uh, areas, you know. So, but now with society going into sort of transgender and, and, and other avenues, I'm the first to admit that I have to learn more about it. And 
I guess everyone else, uh, will there be a lot of other people in the same situation who are getting frustrated because they feel like they're being dictated to what to do uh, without anyone actually sitting down and explaining to them uh, or helping them. So that's my intro. Sorry it took so long, uh, but some thoughts I had to get off my chest first. Uh, as they say, let us begin. So what are the basics? First of all, don't assume a person is heterosexual. Uh, well, reading this, that's the mistake that I made uh, in that situation I was telling you about. So don't assume that everyone is heterosexual straight or that this is the norm. Avoid using language such as wife or husband that assumes all relationships are heterosexual as this excludes non-heterosexual people and devalues their relationship. Words and paraphrases such as partner, parents, relationship, inner relationship are examples of LGBTQ inclusive language. Gender, sex and sexuality also separate concepts. Gender is part of how you understand who you are and how you interact with other people. Many people understand that gender as being female or male. Some people understand that gender as a combination of these or neither. Gender can be expressed in different ways, such as through behaviour or physical appearance. Sex, yes please, refers to a person's biological sex characteristics. This has historically been understood as either female or male. However, we now know that some people are born with natural variations to sex characteristics. Sexuality or sexual orientation describes a person's romantic and or sexual attraction to others. A person's gender does not necessarily mean they have particularly sex characteristics or a particular sexuality. LGBTIQ terminology is diverse and constantly evolving. Language used to describe different LGBTIQ people and by different parts of the communities changes over time and can differ across cultures and generations. There will also be differences in how people individually use or define particular terms. You may also encounter outdated or even more offensive terms in medical, psychological or legal contexts. For example, from June 2018, the World Health Organization declassified being transgender as a mental illness. The term gender dysphoria has been replaced with gender incongruence and has been placed under the broader platform of sexual health. So no one's telling you this stuff. Why are people teaching you all this sort of thing? The guide gives general advice based on current thinking. Practice makes perfect, so keep trying. Well, this is, again, in the situation that I had, I felt like, you know, you could have cut me a little bit of slack to at least, you know, take me aside and teach me. No one will get the language right 100% of the time for 100% of people. The important thing is to keep trying, and if you make a mistake, quickly apologise and continue the conversation. Well, I did that, so head in the right direction. Don't ask if you don't have to. We all have a right to privacy. We should only have to bring as much of our private selves to work as we want to and feel safe doing. Allow yourself to be led by how someone talks about themselves, their family and their relationships. Ask or be guided by them about who to share this information with. Often people in the community from different cultures or faith traditions have different family or workplace traditions around disclosure or coming out. 
do not assume every person who may be comfortable being out in the workplace is out in other settings. Well, I mean, that's just common sense, right? People have the right to disclose about their sexuality or gender identity in their own time and on their own terms. Avoid asking people what terms they prefer. Having a preference can sound as if it's a choice. And most people do not feel as if they have a choice in these matters. If you need to, you can simply ask people what terms they use. It's interesting because a lot of people that are still against, for example, homosexuality, see it as a choice and something that you that's almost like a Western kind of mindset that's placed on people and you can change. And that's where I, I actually disagree with it as well um, in that sense. Uh, so, you know, avoid asking them what terms they prefer. What does the law say? Discrimination is not just wrong, it is against the law. Well, okay, there you go, bang. Being LGBTIQ isn't a preference or a lifestyle choice. Well, what I was talking about before. When we talk about gender, sex characteristics or sexuality, we're not talking about preferences or choices, we're just talking about how people are. What, are term, what terms are commonly used? Sexuality. A lesbian woman is romantically and or sexually attracted to other women. This next bit actually is like really important because part of the problem I find is that there's so many different terms that people in the in the wider public um, or the arsehole white man, you know, just don't really understand or the arsehole white heterosexual man don't really understand it. Okay, so a gay person is romantically and or sexually attracted to people of the same sex and or gender as themselves. This term is often used to describe men who are attracted to other men, but some women and gender diverse people may describe themselves as gay. A bisexual person is romantically and or sexually attracted to people of their own gender and other genders. Uh, an asexual person does not experience sexual attraction that may experience romantic attraction towards others. That's really interesting. Okay, so no sexual attraction, just the romance side. I'd actually like to, I'd actually like to discuss it with an asexual. I think that'd be really not to hear their 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 thoughts on a, on a few things of life. Actually, that would be a very interesting discussion. A pansexual person is romantically and or sexually attracted to people of all genders, binary or non-binary. A heterosexual straight person is someone who is attracted to people of the opposite gender to themselves. That is moi. An ally is a person who considers themselves a friend and active supporter of LGBTIQ community. This term can be used for non-LGBTIQ allies as well as those with community who support each other. Example of a gay man who is an ally to the trans and gender diverse community. Queer is often used as an umbrella term for diverse genders or sexualities. Some people use queer to describe their own gender and or sexuality. If other terms do not fit for some people, especially older LGBTIQ people, queer has a negative connotations because in the past, it was used as a discriminatory term. Absolutely, it was. Questioning. The Q in LGBTIQ is used here as queer and questioning. Rather than be locked into a certainty, 
Some people are still exploring or questioning their gender or sexual orientation. People may not wish to have one of the other labels applied to them yet for a variety of reasons, but may still wish to be clear, for example, that they are non-binary or non-heterosexual. It is important these individuals feel welcome and included in the acronym and the community spaces. Right, the use of queer can differ between different groups and generations. Right, that's okay, cool. Gender, a trans, short for transgender person, is someone whose gender does not exclusively align with the one they were assigned at birth. Trans can be used as an umbrella term, but not everyone uses it to describe themselves. For example, a man who is assigned, who was assigned female at birth might to refer to himself as a trans man, a man with a trans history, or just a man. It's important to use the terms someone uses to describe themselves. Well, from what I'm reading, like, just don't assume, but be a polite way of asking the individual how they would like to be addressed. Is what I'm gathering from this. I could be wrong. Gender diverse generally refers to a range of genders expressed in different ways. There are many terms used by gender diverse people to describe themselves. Language in this space is dynamic, particularly among young people who are more likely to describe themselves in non-binary. Gender incongruence is the preferred sexual health classification of transgender and gender diverse people by the World Health Organization. The terms sister girls and brother boys are general terms used in Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander communities to describe transgender people and their relationship as a way of validating and strengthening their gender identities and relationships. A person who is non-binary is someone whose gender is not exclusively female or male, while a person whose agenda has no gender, a cis cisgender person is someone whose gender aligns with the sex they are assigned at birth, someone who isn't trans or gender diverse. Transitional affirmation refers to the process where a trans or gender diverse person takes steps to socially and or physically feel more aligned with the gender. There is a wide range of ways this process differs between people. Some people may change how they interact with others and others may change their appearances or seek medical assistance to better express their gender. Right, okay, uh, sex characteristics. An intersex person is born with an atypical national variations to physical or biological sex characteristics, such as variations in chromosomes, hormones, or anatomy. Intersex traits are a natural part of human bodily diversity not in, all intersex people use the term intersex. Intersex have, have a diversity of bodies, genders and sexualities and 1.7% of children born in Australia estimated to be born with an intersex varia variation. Describing LGBTIQ communities. Okay, that's got more to do with um, government guidelines. Okay, uh, let's keep going through relationships and families. There are many kinds of relationships among LGBTIQ people. Some people may live together or separately. Some people may choose to recognize the relationship formally through marriage. Relationships can involve people of the same gender or different genders. 
If you need to write or talk about it, ask people how do they describe their relationship and use their terminology. There are also many kinds of families. There are complexities in diverse rainbow family forms. This can include single parents, foster parents, blended families, shared parenting and a diverse range of carers. It's best to ask someone how they describe their family arrangement and use the terms when talking about families. It's important to remember that some trans men and gender diverse people can carry pregnancies. How can I use inclusive language? Um, there's guides on it, but we've kind of essentially gone through it. Where just yeah, when you, when you meet people, don't presume a that they're heterosexual and straight, and then through the course of discussion, um, try and establish with them uh, in a cordial way how they would like to be addressed. What are the basics of using inclusive language? Uh, three tips. If someone discloses to you that they're from one of the LGBTIQ communities, respectfully ask what terms are used to describe themselves, then use those terms. Don't ask questions or make assumptions about someone's gender, sexuality or relationship and accept and respect how people define their gender and sexuality. Use language that acknowledges that we have diverse relationships and families. This can mean using words like partner or parents, particularly when describing groups of people. Uh, okay. Pronouns. Okay, this is an important one. Pronouns are one way people refer to each other and themselves. Most, but not all men, including trans men, include, use the pronoun he. Likewise, most, but not all women, including trans women, use the pronoun she. Some people use a gender neutral pronoun such as they. An example would be Pip drives their car to work. They don't like walking because it takes them too long. If you're unsure what someone's pronoun is, you can ask them respectfully and preferably privately. Use a question like, can I ask what pronoun you use? Do not ask what pronoun do you prefer? A person's pronoun and identity is not a preference. Instead, just ask, what pronoun to use. Okay, so that's important. Ask the person, ask the person what pronoun can I use? Uh, because it seems that, uh, again, it comes back to a lot of misconception of people thinking that it's just a preference or it's a fad or whatever, um, which is in a sense disrespectful to those within the community and how they feel, view themselves and, and etc. Some people's pronouns may be context specific. For example, someone might not use their pronoun in a particular environment or in a particular people because they do not feel safe or comfortable to do so. Uh, if you make a mistake, uh, like I did, um, and just, yeah, just learn from it. Uh, but then what I would also add to that is that if people do make mistakes, just don't go ballistic at them. Just have a decent conversation because a lot of the times it's not with ill intent. It's like people just generally don't have the train training in it or the understanding or the knowledge or the environment or like I said, for a lot of people, whilst this is this has been around for you know till time has started. Uh, in the Western world in particular, it's a lot of this to people, whether it's deemed right or wrong, is a new concept to them. And I think 
there has to be working both ways for people to really, uh, yeah, get along, which at the end of the day is the aim, right? How should I welcome people to meetings or events? Say, welcome everyone, good morning folks. These broader terms can also be useful when sending emails to larger groups of departments. In gen uh, and then when you're writing formal letters, where possible use the title that the person uses. Uh, gender neutral titles like doctor can always be used, but gender titles such as Mrs, Miss, Miss, Mr may not apply to and offend people. Uh, that's okay, so that's the mistake I made. When you're on the phone, do not address someone on the phone by the gendered terms such as madam or sir if you don't know. How to ask for pronouns when I'm inviting people for a job interview. You can use a friendly tone in your email invitation here as an example. For the comfort of everyone in the interview, please feel free to let me know ahead for your interview details what pronoun you use and what name you would like us to refer to you by. Well, I'd like to be referred to as the smooth rap inventor, truth be told. Uh, I need to exhibit authority in a formal setting. What titles today should I use? Uh, again, you know, depending on the individual what they want to use. Uh, what can I ask an LGBTIQ person? Many LGBTIQ people get asked a lot of questions about it. Experiences, issues, or terminology. While it's good to check in with a person's individual terms, they shouldn't be expected to speak for diverse communities. I mean, already from doing this podcast, you can see how unbelievably diverse it is. Uh, okay, one guiding principle is not to ask someone a question if you would feel uncomfortable answering it yourself. Okay, I probably have to take care of that because I'm a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little bit loose. <laughs> so, okay. How can I collect data? Oh, I'm not collecting data on it. How else can I be? How else can I be inclusive in my work? Uh, yeah, look, reflect diversity requirements and dress codes. Be aware of it. Design, develop, and refer to infrastructure. Gender neutral toilets and change rooms. How you draft, publish, and update form surveys. Uh, and that's about it. So, look, I know. I've breathe through it, but uh, just from reading it, there's such a diverse community. Uh, and if you're looking at the statistics, it, it changes on basically who you ask, right? So, I mean, the human rights groups of Australia say that it's 11% of the population that it encompasses, uh, and then other universities look just at a 3 to 4%. Um, in summary, in closing, uh, from from what I've learnt just by doing it, uh, as always, it's common courtesy. There's no excuse for bad manners in a society. Um, get it out of your head that it's a preference or it's a fad or something like that because, yeah, look, we're not in the 1920s anymore, so that, that uh, incorrect thinking has to go. Uh, and ask politely what pronoun would you use? And just don't just don't assume anything. And like I said, I know. I mean, in in the scheme of things, like a white heterosexual male, I'm numero uno enemy. Um, but if I could just maybe speak to the community, what I would say is like, you also have to have a little bit of patience with us to. To, to learn. I mean, 
it's not just a podcast, right? Like you need to give people the opportunity to learn and, and, and mistakes will be made. But, you know, the general, you ask the general consensus of people, like no one really, no one really cares. They're just like, you know, if you're happy you're doing what you're doing, then that's fine and I'm happy doing my thing and let's get along in a cohesive society. I think what's happening is that people don't realise is that when you've lived in the dominant culture, what you take for granted as every day might not be available to everyone. And in many cases, it's not. And especially in Australia, I think in America in particular, it's a lot more vindictive and set out in the structure. But in Australia, it's still kind of naivety that if you were to talk to the general white person in the street saying, oh, you've got white privilege, they'd literally look at you like you come from Mars. You know, so there's also not that real teaching or understanding going on because a general person is just kind of trying to get on along with their life and pay, uh, especially in the East Coast, and insanely high mortgage and raise their kids to the best of the ability and go to the footy club. I and mean, I know it sounds uh, naive, but also people that understand when they're trying to become, uh, have the equal stepping within society, they have to also understand the society that they're, you know, who who are you dealing with? Uh, and I don't mean to be blunt, but I think that's also needs to be taken into consideration that, uh, yeah, a lot of people generally not through being arseholes are just sort of unaware. And I think, yes, there's an awareness that has to go on and a discussion that has to take place. I, for one, have admitted on this podcast that I've made mistakes. And after reading through this and, and, and whatnot, like I feel more comfortable in, 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 in better addressing it. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, well, we're all here to have fun, really. We're all here to have fun and we're all here to, to make our societies better and more prosperous, you know. So uh, hopefully if you were like me, that helped you out. And if not, um, I'd suggest you to do more reading into it um, and more, yeah, just delve into it. On that note, thank you for joining me uh, once again got the opportunity please subscribe to the podcast that would be of great immense help peace